Welcome to the Everyday Sniper. You got Frank from Sniper's Hide, and I'm sick. I got the flu or something. I'm under the weather. Been in bed for the last couple days. Woke up today, about 600 damn emails got up. It's a weird cold. I don't think it's COVID. It might be. Who the fuck knows nowadays, right? This guy's lied to you and shit. I'm not going getting tested. Fuck that. I will, but I, I will, um, like Friday night. It was Friday night. I'll, I'll just explain this to you, let you guys know what's going on. Because what happens if I do go, and then this will be the last record you have of it. Be like, whoa. So anyway, Friday night, I get, it's, it's, um, I get these chills, but no fever and kind of, you know, achy and muscle ache and stuff. And I'm like, eh, okay, no fever, no fever. So I've only had like a fever three times the entire weekend. Um, highest one, like 101.3. Most of them were like 100.9, 100.7. Um, yeah, breathing, no problem. Check my pulse socks. It was right up there. N- no issues. Um, just achy and don't feel good. I got a cold. And it's like, eh, so I'll stay home and chill in bed. Uh, last night, I blitzed all the, I, I watched all six hours or whatever the frig it was of uh, Avengers, <laughs> like for the hundredth time. I think I know all the lines for everybody in that movie. But I don't know, I got a cold. So I, I've been sitting around doing some stuff and I just got up. It, it, it's, I'll tell you this, it's just more uncomfortable. I'm just kind of plain uncomfortable. That's it. And thirsty as shit. I, I have no appetite, which, okay, I think I got a flu. And it's like, ah, eh, who knows, man? I don't, I don't get this stuff. And, and here's the funny thing. So I was only like three places last week. So I went to Mile High. Their new shops opened up. Beautiful place. They did this. I went on a, a shopping spree when I was there. Freaking like an idiot. I think I spent like two grand at the fucking place. Uh, Mike was there. Oh, and that was what I was going to tell you guys. That's what I meant to say. Everybody, I'm going to read your shit. And um, sorry, hang on. Um, Mike, I was going to get together with Mike, but then I got sick. And so I said, he called me. He's like, ah, we're so busy. I did this. I said, man, I got a fucking, I'm not feeling good. I'm achy. I'm laying in bed. Let's skip it. So Mike's around. I've been talking to him. I hung out with him last week. Um, even like the week before, uh, you know, I was at his house on Sunday. Maybe he gave it to me. Oh, dude, his kid, they go to school and all that. And her school, I think, had it anyway. So and I don't know. Who knows what the fuck it is. But I'm saying uh, I did talk to Mike and he's ready to do all this stuff. But I caught a cold. And so I'm just chilling out. It's a throwaway week anyway. We got, you know, the don't go out holiday. Uh, it, it, the 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 world's a me- I have no idea, man. I'm sitting around and I'm like, oh my God, this, we're nuked. They turned politics into a team sport. And so it's, I have to kill you. You have to kill me. I hate you. I'm like, oh, so over it. I'm over it on the hide. I'm over, I'm over on everybody being short fused by being yelled at. I'm over, we're back in red. Um, I think everybody's probably pretty close, right? I don't know what you guys are up to, but um, like I said, I'm glad this is kind of a throw. This is this is actually the perfect week for me to have a cold, and um, you know, because it's a throwaway week, and 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 that's what's going on with that shit. So I've been working on some stuff. I, I as I mentioned, I was looking at this. Um, uh, I wanted to do like a data book. So I've been doing like tactical notebook covers and some other things and looking at ways and moduling them, Velcroing them and making them a different stuff. And they got phone holders because we're not doing data books in a traditional way. 
anymore. No, I mean, I do. I still write my shit down. I still do it because it's record keeping and it's a process. And I don't know why, but I still do it. Um, even when I'm making videos. Uh, speaking of, I just got a new camera. Uh, my, my other cameras, even when I, when I did that alien video and, uh, and stuff, my cameras were, were, weren't right, uh, you know? And I was like, God damn it, God damn it. So finally with some of this, and like I said, I had some money put away and I said, screw it. I bought the, I bought a Canon C300 for doing the videos and shit. And, um, I love it, man. I wrote, I did a video on Thursday and I think it was Thursday night. I might've got sick or Friday. I don't remember, but I was going to edit it Friday, but didn't feel up to editing this video that I did. I did like three videos, but I have been doing like some testy video and throwing color. Like what I do in my timeline, I'm just going to talk as I got, I, I feel like shit, but I mean, it's just achy. Um, but anyway, I'll, I, I shot a bunch of video and I have to put it together. And so with this new camera, you got to learn it. You got to understand how the computer reads it, how, you know, and it's a, it's a better form factor for me. Number one, I think it's a better quality, um, which I didn't want to have to admit that, but my other cameras I thought were great. I think they do a good job, but like the sound thing kills me, man. Cause the sounds number one and the sound broke again. And I'm like, what the frig is going on? And I had sent this camera back. They I thought it's in part of the one with the sound that broke. I have two of them that match up to each other. I have two with these cannons as well. I have a little one and a big one. And the sound on the little one on my black magics died. And I sent it back and they really fucking half-assed me when they fixed it. And they kind of only fixed the channel I said I used. I'm like, I'm on XLR and this one don't work, but none of these other channels. So they phoned in my repair and I hate it. So now this was static and it was crappy and there was some video I shot that got ruined over, you know, a couple days ago. So then I bought the new camera, super excited about it. It came like uh, Sunday, Monday, whatever day it came. It came right on time. Tuesday it showed up. So I ran right out to the range and I'm sh like, oh, this was the funniest thing ever. Uh, <laughs> so I had, a, I had stuff at the range. I had all this stuff. So Tuesday I zoom out to the range, new camera, everything. I'm ready to go. Yeah left the batteries on the charger. I'm like, oh my God, right? So I get stuff sorted out and I, I had to do a lot of work out there anyway. Transfer stuff from one cameras to others and mics and do things. So it was a good day to be out there Tuesday to set up. So I come out Wednesday, I think it was. Uh, and that must've been Tuesday when I went to Mile High. Because Sunday, I think I had dinner at Mike's. Then Tuesday, I think I might've went to Mile High because I went from... Uh, the range and spent half a day cleaning up, doing some stuff to to mile high. Then, um, and that's where I might have got sick. Who the frig knows? Um, one of them. That those are the only people. And then I went to the grocery store. Uh, when I got back, so it was either mile high or the grocery store, and we're an alert. I mean, who knows? But anyway, this camera's really cool. So then I shot a bunch of video, doing a bunch of stuff. Like not. Like, really, it would have been two videos, but I shot a bunch of angles and a different things with it and played around a little bit and uh, didn't edit it yet, uh, mainly just because, like I said, I've been under the weather and didn't want to sit up here and edit shit. So that, that's, that's what's kind of been going on with that stuff. But uh, how's everybody else doing? Hang on, I want to... Got to adjust this just a tick. I, I messed up when I, Oh, that's even too much. No, nah, it's not too bad. I can live with that. Had to make it a little louder for you. 
Anyway, so yeah, this place is just a damn mess. I mean, I guess Denver's like closed down at eight o'clock now as a curfew and no Thanksgiving and happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Um, you know, enjoy it. What can I tell you? And, and, and so, um, yeah, this is a throwaway. Nobody's doing shit and I don't even know what to say with it. So uh, what I was going to do is, um, uh, is just read some of the, um, the Podbean comments and, and get to you guys on the Podbean Commons because I hadn't read them and you guys mentioned it and people are saying some stuff. Let me get my glasses. I can't see. Hold on a minute. Uh, boy. All right. Hey, look at that. I can see all kinds of good shit in here. So Dave Zander, man, he's listening. Great info. Hey, Dave, how you doing? Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, what is this? Zero Four Angle. I'm a crybaby host. I'm kidding. Love the info. Yeah, I am a crybaby. Um, finally had a chance to listen. Okay, whatever that means, Rayno, uh, Ryan, Ryan, oh, Frank, I work in a COVID unit. I might have COVID, dude. I don't have a, no, I got, um, like I said, no fever. I got chills. The chills last for about a half hour and they beat me up. I'll admit that my biggest problem, and this is the, and why I say this is uncomfortable. It is really on the muscle aches are uncomfortable. The biggest problem I'm having with whatever I have is regulating my body temperature. I can't, I'm either way too hot and I'm, I've actually like this morning I got up at 2 a.m. or I didn't even go to bed, but um, I, I was in bed. I went into this like uh, unregulated zone, got up at, was drenched, pruned, got up 2.30. I went in, took a shower, got cleaned up. Three o'clock, I, I did go to sleep, woke up um, a little while ago. So I got about five hours of sleep. So it wasn't too bad, but it's it's really, I can't regulate my temp. Um, I, and, and that muscle ache creates a problem. So that's where that's at. But hey, COVID unit can't find ammo on time. Yeah, ammo's a, a thing, man. I don't, I you know, I, I, I can't tell you. And with Biden, dude, we're fucked if Georgia drops. Um, if, if Georgia goes and they get the Senate and all this uh, gun owners, we're screwed. So if you think ammo's bad now, we are in big trouble. Um, there's no more, no BSBC stuff with Brian, uh, Ryan. So I can't help you there. Um, you just have to, you know, inherent accuracy. So you're asking about inherent accuracy. Yeah, there, there is a school of thought that people believe there is an inherent accuracy to a cartridge design. Shoulder angle, case, right, straight wall versus wide fatties and things like that sometimes. It just depends. Um, and then, like you had mentioned, with the six millimeter is the neck. Um, so Ryan's asking about the no BSBC, and he's asking like a six PPC versus a short neck case, which would be like a dasher, I guess. Um, anyway, uh, but yeah, there, there there is a school of thought that says there is a um, a, a correlation to these things. And then I second getting a hold of Mike and checking in on Mike. Yeah, like I said, I did check in with Mike. Um, and it's there. Uh, dude, Mile High's building looks nice. So um, since you're back around home now, could we check in with Mike? Yeah, 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 Mike, Mike. That's Old Moon. So everybody wants Mike. Ryan wants Mike. Old Moon wants Mike. Army Dog, you need to interview the 6-5 guys wondering what happened to them. I don't know what happened with Ed and Steve. Um, they, they may have moved on to something else. Probably the bullshit that I complain about probably finally reached 
someone's uh, dude there's a lot of stuff i don't even want to get into it i said i'm not going to talk about it but even hate mail today i mean it's like some dude brought it up to me and starts throwing prs i'm gonna go to the prs and i'm gonna tell everybody how, what an asshole you are i'm like all right dude thanks whatever you know um whatever but yeah this, I'll, maybe i will reach out to ed and see how he's doing um, it's a holiday weekend, but I agree. The six five guys were good resources, were good dudes. I liked Ed. He worked here in Colorado at at Coors, not right up the road from me, and and I had dinner a couple times with him. Uh, really nice guy. Uh, they are uh, w excellent resources. The six five guys on the YouTube channel. Uh, Al Cap, uh, New Year's resolutions more like April's food. Frank gonna play nice. Mike said a long ways back. You're a social time bomb. <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty funny. <laughs> That's why I listen straight talk. We don't need to have the great. We don't. You know what? And I'm going to agree with you, Al Cap there. Al Cap's a practical fucking dude, man. I like that guy. Um, But you know what? The, the dudes, it's just this. Cancel. It's it's They're, they're in our industry. They want to cancel you. They want to do this. They want to do that. And it's like, man, it, it, give me a break. Um, I am a social time bomb. And uh, you know what? If you light my fuse, I'm going to blow up in your face. Uh, great episode. Zeke, 2010. Thanks, Zeke. Hey, Frank. Or, hey, Jay. G. Zalif, 762. What does this guy say? All right. Uh, any chance you can give your thoughts and opinions on the Renegade stock and the Neo chassis from Graybow? Um, I mean... The Graybow's good stuff. I don't know what their... I'd have to look up what their other one is. What's that? Well, let me see what your chassis... I got Google in front of me. I could Google shit. And I could tell you what I think of it. Uh, let's see. Neo chassis. Graybow, Neo chassis. Look at that shit. I'll take a look at it. Um, I mean, Graybow's good stuff. I, I wouldn't hesitate if that's within your budget. Um, The only thing... Eh, that's like a stalker to me. That's a stalker chassis, dude. That's like a little trunk gun. You don't want that as a tactical rifle. That's a little bitty trunk gun. Uh, it, it, um, I'm sure it's good for what it does, but understand you want longer hand guards. You want to put. You want to push that out. If you man to make a little shorty, I would use something like this. But I don't think this Neo is something you want to use unless you can change that fore end to go out further. Stick to MDT with that. Do those LSSs or the ASS, the long ones, man. Uh, you want longer in the chassis with more adjustability. It's probably really cheap, though, right? What does this cost? Eh, it's still up there a little bit for what it is. 700 bucks with no options corrected, picked. Uh, I, I don't know about that, but the Graybo stuff from stock-wise are pretty good for replacement stocks if you want them. Um, there's nothing wrong with those. That other one, though, is just I don't like those short front ends like that. That's my only negative. And then the back end looks eh, kind of. So anyway, that's what I think of that. Uh, my personal goal is to keep my rifle practical. Good call. That's Leon. Leon the Professional. Leon the Professional. I love that movie, man. You know? He, he, he did a nice job in that. Uh, my purse is pressed. Max barrel length. No special mat. Oh, here he is. Practical. 18 pounds max. You know, in um, 
that's kind of the thing. This the, the practicality shit is turning people off, man, or the the, the contrived shit. I, I I the the three steps is cracking. I, I mean, it's like three steps go, three steps go. I'm like, are you kidding me? It, it, it's crazy what 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 pra- what what's putting up for this now. Um, man, I mean, we got so many people of these. Uh, did this dude just, this guy's getting banned. Hang on, I got to ban a dude. Watch this fucking guy. Uh, band member. Uh, hang on, I'm going to pause you all and I'm going to just come back to this because this is pissing me off. All right, I just, per- <laughs> hang on, is it back? Am I back? Am I, am I back? I just permanently banned a dude. I'm, I'm tired of it. Um, a guy logs on, first post, doesn't upgrade, nothing, goes on another guy's post and says, I have a, a Vortex scope for sale with rings for $600. Steps on a guy's post, okay? This is what I deal with every minute. And I'm getting tired of it, man. I, what can I say? I guess that's part of the job, but with so many people, it's happening more and more. And, and, and now I just, I don't need it. Um, so I just banned them permanently. Anyway, I don't remember where I was. Oh, I'm reading your uh, stuff. So I banned that dude. I'm back. I banned him. So uh, just started tracking on the podcast. Love it. Thanks, E.K. Basler. Jacko Mason, you're a child of the watch when it comes to... Bu- I ain't even going to deal with the bubbles, dude. Uh, I'm not even going to do it. Thanks, Jack. Whatever. Uh, uh, we're listening, Frank. Thanks again. Dave White, completely agree about getting back to fighting with your gun. Yeah, Dave, that was a good uh, thing. You know... I kind of think I want to get back to a little bit more movement, spreading the movement out, getting a little bit more practical and fighting with the rifle and not playing this tactical bag bench rest game. It's fucking lame, dude. Let's admit it. I mean, come on. You know, if if, if the solution is the same thing every time, uh, make a new name of it. Come up with a new name, you know, but it's not it's not what we're doing anyway. So there we are. I'm not going to mention it. Uh, the video was perfect. Um, I don't know which video. Uh, one shot, one kill. Uh, I'm probably watching the alien video. Uh, Hathaway. I'm a kid reaching and looking at the top shelf. Very curious. I don't know what that means. Okay. Oh, wait. Oh. Thanks for the info, Frank. Would really love to hear more about cans. Anything and everything on suppressors would be great. I know there probably doesn't seem like a lot to talk about, but there are guys many cans. You know, there, there, there's a... There's, it, it's 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 a rabbit hole. Maybe in the next episode, I'll go down the rabbit hole with cans. But we kind of do need to go down the rabbit hole with cans a bit. Um, yeah, because cans are awesome. But at the same time, they're another variable. And they're definitely, definitely n- not all created equal. And there's negatives to the front end. There's negatives to the attachment in the back end, and there's negatives to the way you try to suppress the sound in the middle. So there's really a lot to talk about with suppressors. Um, You know, the design of the front end, and when you put a cover on, it could create false crowns and, you know, baffle strikes and radiuses and, you know, how far out it is, shorter can, long can, fat can, thin can. You know, we know the volume is suppression. And, and with our precision rifles shooting full power loads, I don't sweat suppression that much. This is the other thing. I'm dehydrated as shit. 
Sorry about that. So I don't sweat suppression. I don't worry about tone. One can sounding different than another. Because they're all pretty darn close on that. I do look at attachment points. Like you look at, like talk to Mark and he does it. Mark's a huge suppressor dealer. Um, he wants you direct thread all the time. And I agree with that to a certain extent. Although there are some mounts like Thunder Beast mount and things. The thing you want to avoid, like the QDs never are. The, the locks and levers and things. I mean, think about it this way. If putting it on is still, okay, if, if it's a direct thread, most of us leave them on. You know what I'm saying? So it's on the gun permanently attached. And we operate that way. If it's something where it's too long and you want to QD it, and, but you're really not quick detaching, you're quick attaching. Because you're never quickly detaching it because it's always going to be hot. And usually when it's that hot and carboned up, even the locks are hard to come undone. You know, like the Surefire might be the, 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 the best argument for, uh, you know, quick. But eh, it's still not that. And if you ratchet it right and, and you get it and when it's that hot and you want to take it quick off, nah. And, and I don't, I mean, some of them are good and some of them aren't. You, you, like, the, like I said, the Surefire is probably the only one that I would, uh, maybe not. I, I have to see. Thunder Beast's new one's good. I mean, there's, there's those ones that attach, but I don't really see them as quick. That's my thing. But yeah, Thunder Beast's new one is really good, but that one was done for the, that was really special purpose, recently done specific. But I, I don't know. And um, that's, that's an area of weakness with it. And then inside, too many keys, get it quiet, throw shots, throw flyers. Yeah, I'll go down a rabbit hole with suppressors. Um, maybe this week I'll do it. Uh, but the, yeah, thanks, Hathaway. I'll, I'll try to get that. Um, you know, it, it's, it's just tough to, to say because there are so much. And I have so many of them, like the OSSs I like. Now, and, and, and that has that reverse thread. But then, like I said, it's their break and mount. I kind of leave it on. And then they have sort of that coarser thread. It, it, it works out pretty good uh, for me. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not too worried about uh, that. But I, I like it. Let's see, let's see what else. Um, but yeah, he, he, you, got, you got some good stuff here. But that's, that's a whole episode in itself, dude. And I'll definitely go down that rabbit hole for you. Hey, Frank, can you talk about the rear bags and what you expect out of them? Yeah, man. Um, You know, this is uh, YVG. I'm, ex I'm expecting the ability to support the back of the rifle with the ability to support the back of the rifle. And that's two different things. Okay. I don't want to just sit my rifle on a rear bag. You want to create that rabbit ear. And you can. And I've done videos with Mark in the online training. If you're a Sniper's Hide member, you can sign up. And now we have this supporter monthly, like $20. And it gives you access to not only the PX, but the, um, um, what do you call it? The uh, online training. 
and we show you what it looks like. I, I did it. I did it one. I did it in my book, but I didn't flip it around, I don't think. So what I'm doing is my hand is coming in in like graspers and pincers like Mark speaks about. I mean, we've talked about this at length, honestly, um, dude, you know, but so my, my three lower fingers support the rear bag. My two upper fingers have to hold the rifle. You want to hold the stock. Understand this. When we were in and we had sand socks and rear, and we didn't have the, the bipod, right? We used the sling. And our rear bag was behind the sling to hold it up. And we pulled and adjusted and did it with the sling. We held the rifle down so it didn't move. We held the back of the rifle in place with the sling. Okay. Today, people don't hold the back of the rifle in place. They just put it on the rear bag. And when you do that, recoil. It's going to move. And if that sand or if that bag is guiding that, it's going to move in the direction the bag wants it to go. So what I'm doing is focusing that and really not giving it enough bag to be focused beyond where I want it. I'm honestly in, in, I don't remember, you didn't put a name. You had a weird login. Watch my video. In, in one of them, watch the alien video. Okay, because that's the bag you're talking about. You know, the the, the pre precision underground. That's the 3D ELR bag. I'm pretty sure I'm using there, or at least my variant of a precision underground bag. I'm shooting my 300 Norma. Yeah, it's suppressed, but it's still a 300 Norma. Watch my recoil pulse. The, the, this is this is the. Uh, I don't know how to say this, but. Here's the, here's the missing piece in the bipod bag consistency game we're talking about. And, and this goes sort of to the level discussion we've had in the past. If you think about when I mentioned where guys line up, set the levels, do what they do, and then they stop looking at them, but then can, can't, you know, shot one, shot two, shot three, shot four, shot five. It's putting together a group versus putting together one shot. And I've mentioned this a gazillion times on the podcast. 1987, I'm walking through Camp Lejeune. I got an Alice Pack rucksack on my back. I got 782 gear. I got an M40A1 in my hand with a Turner leather sling, no bipod, 10X Unertle. I'm walking through the woods. Alice Pack. M40A1, no bipod. Okay. Well, what's going to happen is, is I'm going to walk over and I now get a target of opportunity. I can throw my bag down off my back, right? So I could just come out from under it and drop it down. I got the pouches there, which create a V bag. If I got to get a shot off, I'm good. 
I got a V bag on my Alice pack frame. That's solid that I drop my rifle on. I'm got on behind it. Boom. I get my shot. I can move my rifle off, throw my Alice pack back on, pick my rifle up, carry on my merry way. Now, if I was going to go to the range and qualify and do that, the bag's going to move and settle. And say, one day my Alice pack is this full, the next day my Alice pack is that full. It's inconsistent. But our mantra, coming from the World War I, World War II days, was no more than three shots from any one position because you want to displace. Boom, boom, boom. I'm out of here because I don't want to eat an artillery round or a tank round or whatever, mortar round. So, while I'm learning to be a marksman and I'm doing all these things, when I'm in the field, a compromise happens. So now that's where the bags come into play and why we're asking so much out of a rear bag. You know what I mean? Frank for president. Whoa, Fly Fisher, you're crazy. Nobody would vote for me. I'm way too short, dude. Never, ever, ever happen. I'd have to fucking take over. Um, I could do it. We got Rick Sears. Thanks to Mark and Frank for taking the time to gather in the scope track and stuff. We get it. Thanks, Rick. Hey, Rick. How you doing, man? How's your wife? Mary, um, yeah, happy Thanksgiving, dude. Hope you're feeling good. Hope everything's good up there. Matt Aldridge. Sorry for not getting the comments in here, Frank. We've always been a bit busy with work and stuff. Tonight is my catch-up night, so back up to speed. Evening, Matt. James, Jimmy D, can't thank you enough for the ELR shooting, validating for me. I learned a ton. Anyone reading this who's interested in ELR shootings, Frank's place is set up perfect for four to six shooters, two, three spotter shooter teams to do practical application and validate. Yeah, I don't have a big thing, man. I can actually, I'm going to add more targets for ELR. I don't have a big thing, but me and Jimmy D had a good time, man. It was fun. It is perfect setup because we're going to learn something, man. We're going we're gonna to analyze. We're going to diagnose. We're going to look at both sides. I want to look at what the wind's doing at the target. I want to look at what the wind's doing at us. I want to look at what the different conditions. Yeah, man, I, I liked it. <laughs> Sean, tippy-toe. You're right, Sean, tippy-toe. <laughs> Sean's my conscience, man. He's my Jiminy Cricket. <laughs> It's my Kramer, right? Tippy dope. All right, robot doc. You're right. I, it, Sean, I'm doing pretty good. You got to admit, right? I'm staying away from the trouble, man. I'm doing pretty good. You saw what I wanted to do with the spatial displacement. I mean, come on, d- dudes. You guys are getting so fucking hammered on the spatial displacement with flying because actual pilots, actual pilots are showing up and telling you you're fucking high as a kite. Yeah. You know how you get spatial displacement on the ground? You stick your forehead on a fucking baseball bat and you spin around 10 times and then you walk. Ain't happening, dudes. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sean, Sean convinced me not to post the baseball bat thing. But um, <laughs> you ain't getting spatial displacement standing on the ground. <laughs> you know what was the best point the person made? For the level guys and, and, and tippy toe, I get it, man. I'm right. I'm breaking my rules. Blind people. How do blind people not fall down? 
How do we walk and see in, or walk in the dark? Pilate brought this up. He says, yeah, if you do a hard this or do that, or you're going to barrel roll, which if you're going to scramble your brain, like putting your forehead on a baseball bat and spinning around, you'll get spatial displacement. Absolutely. However, if you're standing on the ground and there isn't an earthquake, you're not going to get that displacement. So for the guys that brought that up, you guys fucking made yourselves look silly. But eh, you're into it. I get it. Anything to make Frank look bad. I know what you mean. Um, all right. So here's Sean, my conscious again. <laughs> we need the code word. Yeah, that was the tippy toe. Master my domain. So um, newbie, newbie, you've been all over the place, dude. I appreciate that. Oh, uh, Frank, you definitely are not talking to yourself. Sometimes I feel like it. We're listening. I really like the end when you're using the fundamentals of marksmanship as a metaphor for your career path. I'm telling you, some dude wrote on Sniper's Hide that I, I, it was like listening to a man have a mental breakdown, but he didn't listen to the end because he hung up, but he didn't hear it. So anyway, I appreciate that. That, was a, that, was, that ending was pretty good. Great episode, Hendrix. Uh, Marshall, nice dude, man, out there. Um, uh, great episode, Mike Bush from Voodoo. Had renewed interest in 22. Good stuff, man. They're, they're fun. I think you'd enjoy it. Uh, Hendrix, those are terrible New Year's resolution. I like the confrontational, Frank. Uh, there's a ton of people out there that need a swift backhand of truth that you deliver. Keep your pimp hands strong. For you, dude, I'm going to keep my pimp hands strong because I respect you for that. Um, but I am going to keep my pimp hands strong. I'm just going to go in a little bit of everything. So, um, that's that's kind of where where things are with that man, but yeah, it, it, it's like wow if if you're, if you're selling spatial to, and, and apparently and I didn't know this, but apparently uh there's a, there's a big name dude out there selling spatial displacement for levels and I didn't realize that but he's selling levels so it makes sense um that he's telling guys that you know due to spatial displacement you really need it it's like what the fuck. Okay, fighter jet pilots. All right. Thanks for sharing your goals. Two years ago, I said New Year's resolution. Waiting to learn to shoot. I listened to all the podcasts. Upgraded my kit. I'm not going to say anything about that. Um, Rick, so what's the matter? Woody and Toy Story said, you have a friend in me. Rick, I know I have a friend in you, and I appreciate it. All right, hot dog, rod, hot rod. Love your perspective on the climate of the sport and the hot bushing issues. I understand you're a very big voice in the community, but I wouldn't give... In the popular opinions. I'm not going to give in the popular opinions. You know, you know, it's pretty funny. Speaking of popular opinions. So, um, nobody listens to really what I say. They listen, like, I'm, I'm much more nuanced. Since we're getting into this part of it. I'm much more nuanced than people make me out to be. I always acknowledge. I recognize things are there and things happen. However, I want to put them into context. You know, it's kind of like you go look at the coning theory and Jim Boatwright's papers that are done. And Jim's a ballistician, right? Does all this stuff. And with his coning theory, he's, he's under, he does the uh, coning theories that elliptical squirrel, right? From the bullet, how it moves. And, and how that's the, the rotations and how the nose is spinning. Coning. And he also does a lot of spin drifting things and works with Gus at Patagonia and, and, and a lot of other things. And, and so, he, or not Gus, but uh, Jim Boatwright is who came up with and put in his paper about that 1% for SD. And so it, it's like, 
I acknowledge it's there, but if it's 1%, why am I sweating it? Because by the time I get to 1% where I can dial it on, it, it, it's too far. It's like, I'm not worried about it, but then, yeah, it's like, okay, well, it, it, you know, like with Jimmy D and all that, I'm like, listen, I'm, I'm doping the wind and I'm getting good hits. And so, you know, I'm nuanced with, you know, it's not that I say the levels are bad. I say people are using them incorrectly. People are depending on them and they're lying to them. And then I'm getting yelled at because it's like, dude, you're fucking wasting your time with this shit. You're doing that. Well, then I found out somebody bumped a post that was two years old from Corey Trapp at Gunsight doing their first XLR course and they were checking a thing with a level and a guy's level was off when he tall target tested or he had to go back and check a guy's scope because he was 0.6 off at 1,450 yards. He was 0.6 off because his bubble and his reticle were out of alignment. They got knocked off and the guy was religious to read the bubble. This is my point. That it's not that it's it's like you got to put these things into, into perspective. You got to understand what I'm saying. And it's saying that you guys are depending on something and you're relying on it instead of teaching yourself how to do it. I'm trying to make you a fucking better shooter. And you're arguing with me. And it's like, dude, this, I'm not feeling good. You could tell, right? And it's like, dude, I, I'm in a good mood. Don't get me wrong. Don't take it as I'm in negative, right? As uh, bad as I feel right now, being in, with my cold, I'm, I'm still good. I'm, I'm with you, man. I'm on board. It's not bad. And it's like, dude, you came on last week when I made the Jimmy D post and said, if you're not doing it, you're wrong. And then you made a post two years earlier that said you caught a guy that did it who was wrong. So which is it? How about do it right? That's what I'm asking you to do. And doing it right isn't relying on it. Isn't focusing on it. Is understanding, is reading it and not relying on it. Recognizing the pros and cons. And under, I mean, and here's the funny thing. So we had the monster thread. I tippy toe, I get it, Sean. I'm sorry. Yeah, what the fuck? So monster thread. Just last point and I'm out. Monster thread. And you got to have it, got to have it, got to have it, got to have it. And I'm like, okay. And so the post comes up that Morgan from Hat Creek with the army shit has the offset. For camp, because he's in the mountains, I get it, on a 275 sight height with a 308. Think about this. And I want you to go to your, go look up, number one, go look up the accuracy between the lines of your bubble. Between the lines from one end to the other. So if you center the bubble on one line to center the bubble on the other line, how far off is that? In your particular level. That's, an, that's a question you have to answer, number one. What's the degree of accuracy for that level? Then, in Brian Morgan's paperwork, at 500 yards to have one-tenth of variation, one-tenth. 
you need three degrees. I submit to you, three degrees is infinitely noticeable. That's my point. I submit to you, three degrees is visible to the human eye if you're paying attention without the aid of a level. And if you can't resolve three degrees, you need an, you need, you need an education. So that's, that's my point. I'm done. Tippy toe. You're right. Sean. Thanks. Carlos. No, Frank, don't turn shit. The truth hurts. It does hurt, man. All right. Desert Raven. Really appreciate the perspective. It's all about perspective. Frank, if I'm inspired me to set some goals for 2021, I'm going, I really like this ELR kit. You know what I found? I'm not going to tell you everything I'm doing, but I'll show it to you. You'll eventually see it. I found varying degrees of dry erase index cards. And so I'm putting together these data books and how I'm going to do it is I'm going to use a, a, like this one's a six by nine dry erase index card. And you can record and do all kinds of stuff. I think it'd be kind of neat. I'm putting, I'm going to put together a book. I mean, you'll have to assemble your own. And actually I got a card. I'm going to, I can't, I'm not going to mention it because I'm going to give it a mark. Um, but I got a board uh, for us to do our evals and stuff. I got, I got an instructor board. It'd be cool. Anyway, Arnold, Frank, for us tech nerds, any chance on your camera and audio gear? Yeah, man, I'll tell you exactly what I'm doing now because I just got it. And like I said, I'm super excited about it. I'm running Canon C300 Mark II. Zeiss CP2 lenses. I got three of those. I got about 35, a 50, and an 85. I use Rode mics, though I do have one Sennheiser um, on my kit. And I do, I do, uh, I got to fix, I got it here right now. I'm actually fixing it. That was one of the problems. Might have been a bad cable or something. My really big uh, boom uh, is, is out there. So I'm editing in Final Cut. I'm a Mac Pro guy. Uh, color grading it, color finale. I also have a Canon XC15 to, as a backup camera towards um, the Canon. They pair. C-Log. I'm in log. I'm, I'm, I'm shooting in log. Um, cinema, cinema in the um, C2 in the uh, big gun. Uh, in the little gun, it's just got uh, C1, Canon log in it. And then um, um, front, Final Cut, Mac Pro, and... Uh, color finale mostly but that's my processes man i just shoot the shit load let it run and just cut it up and go to town you know let it on and let it go but that's the that's the that's the stuff i'm doing uh road i'm doing all the road stuff pod mics and road casters and things like that so all this is done on road all my audio is mostly road and then um my camera now i've switched to canon from black magic Black Magic just let me down once too often, man. Um, when they they killed me with that Ursa, when they when they didn't support it, and I wasn't gonna go chasing the G's and all that other shit. And then I bought the Pocket, and I liked the Pocket. I liked the size. And the audio died. I sent it in. You didn't fix it right. And then it did it again on me. And the channels aren't right. I got one. I got one audio channel out of like six possibilities that works. 
And so it, it was really annoying that I, I, I kind of was doing something a little bit different. And then, I don't know, I just, I'm happy with the Canon right now. I like the way this is working. I like the way it has its self-contained audio. I was running through, I had all kinds of shit. I was running through uh, sound bags and things. The Canon does a better job with the with the um their on stuff that I have. Although their screen sucks, I will say this: the four inch screen on the C three hundred is useless in Fort Morgan. There, um, Arnold, um, their four inch screen you can't see it. Got to go to the viewfinder. All right, uh, how are those ultimatum actions? <laughs> I don't know, dude. I never got COVID. Fucking shut Canada down. Um, I've never, I paid for two ultimate or not the ultimatums. The, the big ultimatums are working good. I know the ultimatum action is very good, but I don't know anybody getting them. I, I guess that's the way to do it. Um, Hey Frank, I want to attend, love the show. Want to attend one of your classes. I'm looking at the Alaska, but wondering if you're putting on classes in Washington. No, dude, if you're in Washington, Alaska's easy. Alaska air, you're right up. That's a short trip. I would do come to Alaska and do a back-to-back, do a four-day. We had a bunch of Washington guys up, a um, bunch of the, uh, the dudes there. Uh, but, yeah, I would do a back-to-back. Uh, here in South Central Texas, been decent push for the Center for Our Community to EC barrel tuners to try to eke out the last bit of accuracy. I'm curious with the barrel turners. In relation to your podcast with Mike Bush about the rimfire game, do you see the 22 crowd also playing with? I eventually can see it going to a barrel tuner because we're using factory ammo. Um, why not? If it'll work, it works. I mean, it was funny because in the, in the no BC, B, no BSBC series with Brian, he kind of shot barrel tuners down a bit, but I think he wasn't experienced with these new ones. Maybe he was, maybe he wasn't. Maybe he's kind of looking at some of the older ones and not realizing some of the, like the Aaron hip and those ones that came out. I don't know. He may know all about them because I know Aaron hangs out with, um, Nick, um, who does Brian's uh, coding or whatever. Uh, so there's some connection there, but Brian kind of shot barrel tuners down in, in that no BSBC, but I, why not? I might want to try one too. Um, I like Brian talking about the positive compensation versus velocity in regards to distance and quantum values. Wow, dude, you're deep. Red's gone shooting. Red's gone deep. That's pretty funny. Uh, Slayer needs to buy a 22 Fitz Fitz. Hey Fitz. How you doing Fitz? Good to see you on there. Um, newbies on there. Excellent interview, Frank. Thanks Fitz. Uh, I had opposite experience when I met Frank versus what he described. He's pretty direct in his hide post, but he was very engaging and friendly and a hell of a lot of fun in the mile high class with Mike Menchaca. We laughed all day on the last day of class while learning a metric ton of stuff and banging steel at a mile. We do have fun. Honestly, so many people who, who, a lot of the Frank haters don't know me or I basically hit an emotional fucking push button and they're emotionally invested and I'm not. I mean, I, you know. I get emotional at times, but then I let it go. And then, you know, I'm on to the next thing. I'm passionate. More so than emotional. That makes sense? Passionate. I'm singularly focused on doing this shit right. All right, Dan, what's Dan got going on? In relation to the 250s versus the 300s, do you see the same thing with 65s? Yeah, I kind of do. Um, <laughs> 140s versus 147s. I don't hear too many running 147s, but um, yeah, man, because while well, they're blowing up, 
Dude, they, they horned it, guys. What did you guys do? You changed the box like we're not going to notice? That that was a really bad move, dude. I'm not going to poke poke him because I'll get in trouble. But I, I got no relation to Hornaday, but I do know him. But they, they fucking dogged us on. The 147s are not working, but anyway. I uh, hope to see you and Phil at the brawl. I may go down. If I get better, this it fucking sucks, man. So Friday night, I got I got a little bit of a cold. Jacob calls me and invites me down after Thanksgiving. Um, I don't know if I'm going to make it if this thing drags on they're talking about nine days of this i might make it i might not we'll see Hendricks. um i decided to build a custom rifle last spring and after listening to frank and mark i decided to leave the level off the gun i pay a little more attention when getting behind the rifle now and i shoot just as well as i did with my other rifle that has levels on it i participated in their ir class and i never once had an issue with can't even going out past a thousand yards i will definitely agree now that you don't have to have a level Thanks, uh, Marshall, man. I appreciate that. Um, you don't know what you don't know unless you try it. Tippy toe. And really, you have to try it. But I, I, I will contend it's a training aid, not a shooting tool. Um, Seahawk. What's he, oh, I'm not going to go in the level again. I got it, Seahawk. Thanks, man. Cool. Uh, Casey, what do we got? Continue from a last comment. Besides the obvious answer that I should have brought an RSS, what other tips can you give? One tripod leg forward, a target of two. No, you know what, dude? I tried. We did this because we were talking about that. Um, tripods. I should get this. Again, I'm going to have to kind of, I should go through and make a couple big, I need a bullet point, like big thing, big thing, big thing, instead of all these little things that actually have these rabbit holes. Honestly, in a in a relatively straightforward situation, if you have the terrain and the ability to put the leading leg towards the target with your tripod, the back leg's out, and then you're going to create that same triangle. So point of the triangle to the point to the target. Point of the triangle to the target. When we did the recoil, we did this with recoil. We did the different ways of um, using the tripod with your rifle. But in a free recoil context, it's hugely noticeable the wango variations when you put that single leg back or kicked or tensioned or yada, yada, yada. You make it as square and straight as you can. Eliminate the angles. That's the best thing I can tell you. Um, eliminate the angles. Uh, on Phil's birthday episode, can you explain on the show how to carry your rifle? You guys were talking about carrying your service rifles. Um, we carry them down. So uh, I carried mine. So the sling is the handle. The muzzle goes down along your leg. The scope is right where your bicep would be. And the stock is up where the pack is. It's super comfy. It keeps the weight kind of down. It keeps the profile down. And you can kind of just let your arm hang there and just hold on to the sling and just let it be dead weight. Um, it's a super comfy way of uh, carrying the rifle flather. So picture a hunting rifle, muzzle down, uh, and the the... 
the the sling. It, it it's basically as if you would pick it straight up on target. So the sling is of course down and on the back, and then you're gonna hold it, and that's how you hold it. And you just wedge like the scope and stock under your under your arm, and then it, it kind of wedges up under your arm there, and you're good to go, man. It's super comfy. Uh, what is this? Um. Only a Sith deals in only a Sith deals in absolutes. Thank you. Yes, I agree. Only a Sith deals in absolutes, and I never deal in absolutes. If you think I am, I'm not. Thanks for the credit where credit was due. Jen and I had a great time as always. Thank you, Steve and Jen. Really appreciate it. You guys are hammers. Uh, let's see. After listening to the episode, I think I need to look at possibly lowering my cheek piece and stock. I might be too high, resulting in me rolling my head too much. No, you'd probably be. Oh, maybe. Yeah. If you're rolling your, if your, if your scope and your cheek is up, don't roll your head. This is a, a thing, man. I, I noticed, I saw, oh, good. Who is this? Bo. Bo, Bo, thanks for this uh, question, man, because I read this yesterday. A guy was upset. He had about a half inch under his scope. He mounted a scope, and he thought he mounted it too high, and he thought he wasn't going to get a 100-yard zero. That's not how that works, man. That's that can't and angle and stuff. So I don't know if that is a misconception out there. This was the first time... I recall hearing that, that your scope's too high, you won't zero at 100. No, what I vote, you know, how it works is, you know, if I put a, a 50 MOA base, that's not it's too high, it's too much MOA, it's still low. It's not the height above bore. And that has an, an effect, but not in this context as much as you're thinking. We can go a little higher with our scopes to keep our head straight. You don't have to lower everything so much. And this way you can bring everything right to you. You know what I mean? You can kind of think, of, I would try. I mean, no, it's, it's a cost thing. I don't want you to spend money and not like it. But if, if you find somebody with something higher, a one way to try it too is go on a tripod and just walk up to it and see how easy it is that you barely move your head. You know what I mean? It, it, allows you to slide into the rifle easier to be a little higher. Um, so, Bo, I'm glad you're entertained. <laughs> and you, ent guys, Fly Fisher, you seriously pissed off a lot of, you seriously pissed in a lot of Cheerios this week. But between the wind scope level thing machine and the scope, there's been a lot of butt hurt. One dude was pissed about the scope test because you didn't do equal number of scopes in the test. People tried explaining it's a shot. See, this is my problem. Flash Fisherman got it exactly. People don't get me. They don't understand how I speak. And it's it's a Trump thing too, I guess. You know what I mean? It's like I hear Trump speak in the, like even in the very beginning. It's like, it's not what he said. And they twisted and twisted and twisted and twisted it. You know, which they always do. We know they do it. But it's like they do that to me. They don't get the context. And, the, and this guy just said it. There's a dude's arguing. A dude was pissed off because we didn't test an equal number of scopes. They don't understand what we're doing. So anyway. All right, guys. I'm going to go. I gotta, I'm going to play this video. I got to do some work. Um, it's been fun. Thank you. 
if I get COVID and wind up in ICU and fucking that ain't happening, uh, you know, whatever. At least you got a podcast out of me. All right, man. Have a great one. We'll talk to you later. Cheers. Nah, wait. Two minutes. Anyway. Phil is a class act, Arnold. That is a good thing. I'm not, but Phil is. I'll talk to you guys later.